0: Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and am joined, as always, by...
1: Trace Finnecaro.
0: And... Uh,
2: hognose Adderall. Do you know that there's a... Yeah, so totally, I saw the coolest snake ever today, and its name is a Hognose Adder. And it is not a bitey snake, but its entire head constitutes a mouth.
0: That is a one Gunner Kennedy. <laughs> thank you for the uh the fun fact gunner
2: it is it is like a pig it's like a what do they call them like a, a a pig bat or something like that
0: i will call i will google that as you talk to us about the current uh situation in the comic book industry
2: yeah talk about dig dig digging digging up sn- digging up stuff
0: this time that's you've gone too far this time you've gone too far I told, you, I told you i told you i told you i told you digging in the dirt
2: best left buried (laughs) so um if you're kind of a comics nerd pop pop culture general geek i mean besides just like being like a batman or spider-man fan um there's been like this weird unfolding drama in the professional like uh, air quotes professional comics book industry for a while where um you have like the, the two big publishers who are Marvel and DC who both got bought out by huge media empires who really just bought them for the characters and like the, you know, like the, 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 the comic book portions of them have gotten increasingly more insane as time has gone on because they've kind of become this insulous you know, or <laughs> incestuous pile of friends. And anybody who was actually like any real talent in the comics industry that worked for them really just was waiting to was doing that as kind of like an in-between while they were trying to get out to write TV scripts and stuff like that. But, um, it's funny because like the more I get in, the more that like I've seen this thing. So I used to work for a pharmacy where this, where this is going is that I used to work for a pharmaceutical company, like a whole bunch of years back. And, it's surprising like the number of actual like you know like cuz you you have like um what is it like Bayer and Bristol My, Bristol Myers Squibb and Pfizer and you know like, you, like, there's like six big name pharmaceutical companies but there's really like 60 or 70 of them all across the world because the big guys don't usually do most of the drugs that you actually get they contract them out but it's funny because it's like this huge industry and there's only like two companies that actually supply anybody, the the, the machines or the th- the things that are necessary to actually make the medicine. And these companies are run by like full, you know, like the, the, the I, I think I've had that story. I think I may have said this story before, but like it's effectively the family. The families are like like European aristocracy merchant class people. And they're all kind of insane in like that delightful, you know, like um, old money way. And if if you offend them, like they can just stop your business from running because they'll stop sending you parts. And where this is going is that the so there's like there's like nine big publishers in comics. But there's only one company that actually distributes comic books. To comic book stores
0: like the physical actual comic book
2: store. yes
1: Are you, so and, you're talking about like like if we're put this into um like soft drink territory like dr pepper actually owns the recipe to its soda but it must go through like a coke or a pepsi in order to get it on shelves
2: yes so like you know and you have you you the, the you have you have like you have these like completely off not even in the sphere soda, sort of, like what is it? Jones Jones Soda has their own distribution network that they built. Oh, really? Nice. Okay. But you know, it's like there's like beer distributors, you know, like there. But mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so um, because of all this, like whatever the nonsense that the the publishers had did. So back in back in the late eighties, Marvel bought their own distribution company. You know, bought bought a distribution company because they tried to bring it in house. And the problem with that is that Marvel went bankrupt like six years later. And as part of that, they basically got rid of all their distribution portions, which got bought up by this other company who, you know, like was the only other real competitor in that space called Diamond, Diamond Distributors. So for the most part the entire physical comic book industry has been dependent on this company called diamond distributors or you know like there's a couple of ancillary companies but where this is going is that um
1: the, the physical the physical comic book the, industry
2: the, the, the thing that keeps the thing that basically keeps any comic book shop stocked right because right. they also do like the the the, the 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 what is it the the, the funco or the the funco fun pop yep yep the merchandise the and stuff like yeah that's so, where they make the real money. Well, yes, <laughs> because like comics, comics have been. A they must be that the,
1: that must be the most profitable thing to hit shelves in the last 10 years, because mm-hmm. I've noticed a lot of stores that are about ready to go out of business. Like FYE, yes. <laughs> you know, like they sold they sold like like records or, you know, CDs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like FYE is like about ready to go out of business. Then all of a sudden you go in and half of their store is Funko Pops.
0: <laughs> Shut, uh, <laughs> shout out there. A little little fun fact. Our very own Canisota's, one of Canisota's finest, Deke, was doing his summer internship with Hasbro when they first started making those Funko Pop. He actually got me uh, a prototype uh, Sabertooth, which I still have. Actually, I'm looking at it right now on my desk.
1: Dude, that one's got to be worth like $2 instead of one penny like the rest of the ones (laughs) out there. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) No, that's awesome. So – um. So, yeah, so these comic book stores have kind of been staying afloat by selling other, you know, higher profit merchandise. Um, So what's going on with the distribution?
2: So um, at the start of – or like actually the the second week of March, Diamond came out and basically said that they were were, uh, ceasing distribution of any physical merchandise – as of that date, until the end of this situation, didn't mm-hmm. tell any of the comic book distributors. Didn't tell any of the publishers that they were doing this. Mm-hmm. Today, they came out and said that they are not paying any of their vendors. Period. So any publisher. So basically, if they had bought, if they got physical stock, the publisher had, the publisher had, paid for that printing. Diamond said, "Too bad." Uh, we're not getting paid by our stores, so uh, make do. Right. So, and where this, where this is, where this is getting in is that, like, um, the comic book industry is not something that was uh, particularly cash flush. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's coming out is that what what it's kind of what's kind of been shaked out is that Diamond has been effectively running a long con game on what their business status actually was. Did COVID get them caught with their pants down? Yes, they did. That's and amazing. What it is, is Wait, that they how? Don't actually, they don't actually have cash on hand to sustain operations for more than a week. And it's just kind of this weird, you know, and I, I, I got to find the guy's name because it just, it sounds. It, oh, his does his name you,
1: sound evil? S-
2: Stephen A. Jeppy.
0: Oh, Jesus. It kind of sounds like a putz.
2: The Jeppe, yes, the Jeppy family. Well, You know, and again, like, because comics is, comics has always been like this weird, like, almost carny kind of business. Um, but because w- w- what Diamond did, too, is that Diamond effectively ended the concept of, like, you can buy comics in uh, the, the Diamond distribution deal ended the ability for, like.
0: Oh, you're dropping out a little bit there, Gunner. You know why? It's
1: because Diamond is responsible for the uh, distribution of his internet.
0: That's right. <laughs> uh, you're probably right. Can He'll you, come can back. Can you hear me? Yeah, but he's the one with all the information on this topic. <laughs> That's true. That's true.
1: So i I don't think I've read. I don't think I've read a comic since I was. I don't know, like a very small child and usually it was because some reproduction of a comic came out and my father thought that it was important to buy like the replica of the original hey, your dad had a bunch of comics he did when did he yeah. collect those like he well he had a lot of he had a lot of magazines so um he, yeah, he had some strange stuff. For some reason, he was obsessed, I think, with he, was He-Man a comic?
0: No, Conan. Your, bro, Conan. your dad had your dad had Conan the Barbarian comics.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm so glad that you know these facts because I don't. And Gunner's back. Um,
0: no, he's not. He's gone.
1: Oh, that was hit. That was the sound of him successfully <laughs> leaving. <Come> okay. <laughs> uh yeah, so he has he had all these Coney and the Barbarian comics, which I, I don't think I ever read one of them. Um yeah, he 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 had a lot of them. I don't know why he kept them. He must have thought that they were worth something. But um, so like I, I come from a completely different perspective because I've never really like read them. The closest thing to to, to, to comics that I read was I, I used to really enjoy the cartoon strips in the newspaper, right? Which were comic strips. Um, they weren't comic books. And what I really liked to read was uh, Mad Magazine. I would make sure to buy a copy of that.
0: Mad Mad Magazine or Cracked, which one? Mad. Yeah, you didn't like Cracked.
1: I don't know. I don't. I don't remember um, well enough. My memory can barely.
0: Mad was better. Cracked was kind of like the. I don't know. Mad Magazine, I say, is like the Coke of to like the Coke like like the soda, and like Cracked was kind of like. I wouldn't say Pepsi, but I'd say. And and honestly, and I like Pepsi and I like Coke, but Coke is the more established brand. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. You're doubling back. You were loud for a second there. I was. Yeah, you're super loud right now. Okay. How about now? How about now? Um, that's intense, checks. That's... Hold on. Let me let me mess with the game. Later. I don't I don't know if it's you, Wade. It might be Gunner. He might have triggered something when he reconnected. Oh, okay. All check, right. check
2: one. Two? How, how, how how sorry.
0: Go ahead, Wade. No, uh, check check one two. You're good now, Wade. Okay, I was kind of eating the mic before. Sorry. Oh, okay. I thought that. um,
1: Check check one two. hmm. All right, I'm not gonna cut any of this out either. I don't care. Ah, Fuck it. I mean, we have. Let him
0: see. Let him see how the sausage is made.
1: I think people would listen to our podcast commuting to work. And now that they're not commuting, they just stopped listening. Yes. Which I don't blame them because I stopped listening to all of the podcasts that I used to listen to when I stopped commuting to work back in July. So I can't blame them. Um, but I can yell at them. And fuck you. Play the podcast. You can't hear me because you're not playing it, but um yeah.
0: I guess Mike is Mike Walker has faithfully been listening. to no one.
1: Yeah, he is. He's yeah, he's one like super fan. He's our super fan, and he's been on the show, so it's yeah. it's it's really nice. Um, so yeah, we were talking. I was just kind of filling the gap here, Gunner, while you um, vanished uh, about how how little exposure I have to comic books in general. Um, so much so that I didn't even remember the one my father had. Um, Wade did, fortunately. Your
0: Dad actually had more than one uh, collection. He had uh, Conan the Barbarian. He had he actually had the the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where they all read the, where the red bandana. And I believe he had a few issues of concrete as well. Ooh.
1: The only one that I was interested in was his easy rider stash.
0: Yes. Yeah, we all, oh,
1: yeah. we all were very interested in that. We, and we for people listening that. that don't know what easy rider is, um, it's just, it's just a motorcycle magazine.
0: With the girls, girls that is. show their boobs.
1: Yes. With girls. That show- <laughs> so, um, so Gunnar, we were talking about how um, how the distribution of the uh, internet was not making it to your
0: house for a few minutes. There, yes, Diamond Distribution is providing gutter internet right now.
2: Yes, they. they, they well, it, maybe their company uh, AT and T is attempting to uh,
0: buy. So, oh, so oh my here's my, uh, so here's my question. Can there be some silver lining to this? Like, could this possibly create a a somewhat of a comic Renaissance where people other than Marvel or whatever, start kind of like, they're like, well, you know what, if there's no one to print and publish and, and, and sell, like maybe, maybe people could have a whack at it. I think
1: if you want to sell, I'm going to, I'm going to, but chime in for no reason because I don't know anything about this topic. I think if you want to sell comics, you got to find a way to distribute them um, almost as like a novelty that comes with another product. I think that physical distribution of something like that is going to be tough now. I mean, if you like, and I don't know, I don't know jack shit about this and I've never bought a comic in my life. So my opinion is not really worth much. But um, if you think about like the comic strips that came with the Sunday paper, Not too many people just go and buy those, right? They wouldn't just buy the comic strips by themselves. It was just a nice thing that came along with the paper. It kind of – it made you feel like the paper had more value. And do you remember – what was that bubblegum that distributed – was it Bazooka?
0: Yeah, Bazooka hat, Bazooka Joe, I think it was called. Bazooka that Joe, yeah. Yeah, Bazooka yeah.
1: Joe. So, you know, you have something like Bazooka Joe where, I mean, it wasn't a great comic, but it was distributed with the gum and it kind of what? gave an extra value to it. it. Wasn't like
0: Bazooka Joe an Archie's character?
1: Oh, wrong? that would be interesting. He was definitely drawn like an Archie's character. But, like, I mean, let's say you do something like that and you team up with, I don't know, maybe um, Amazon Choice Batteries, right? Yeah. Like, what's preventing us from distributing something, you know, with with these Amazon batteries? Because let's face it, after a certain point in time... We're just going to be mail-ordering everything, especially stuff that we don't absolutely need right now. We're going to be mail-ordering it. So, I, you know, it, d- does the distribution really have to stop pretending like they're a beer distributor and start getting back into like, hey, I'm actually just a novelty that sticks along with something else? Now, I know there's people that read comic books. <laughs> well, you're, anime, kind of, you are, you're is,
0: ignoring, is not devaluing. ignoring.
1: Yeah, well, I'm devaluing that it's actually like a full-blown storyline. Well, publication it's,
0: and it's not even that it's 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 not even that um because you could you could easily do that online but they're in the comic book community there is kind of a sizable portion to collectability you know what i mean like and and, and that's kind of that kind of ebbs and flows with with you know first editions and yeah you know, did you get the first one and how many were printed and and it's like it's anything else our age collection. Uh, yeah. Like our
1: our new our new consumers doing that because that's um, a good question. I, I worked with a guy who was just a few years younger than me, and uh, like when it came to the Walking Dead, right? He would always talk about how much better it was in the um in the animated uh the animated novels. He would always tell me that. Yet he would just steal them off of the internet and in 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 and read them on his iPad. Yeah. It, and in, in maybe it, if you make it hard enough to, to, to steal, or if you make it cheap enough so that people are okay, buying it, then maybe they'll at least pay money for it. But he still didn't want the copy of it. Right. Cause in that iPad, you can carry around millions of comic books, but you can't care physically carry around. millions. My of concern comics,
0: right? with that is Gunner, Are you there? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Um, my concern with that is with the online comic strip. I don't know if you could do it without a subscription, and I don't know. How, it's it's I it's yeah. not even like music. I feel like it's way too easy to pirate because it's images. Yeah.
2: Well, it, you know, and this is there. There's a. I'm not actually sure if Amazon owns them or not. I have to look that up real quick. Uh, Comicsology, which I'm not sure if that's a. Not familiar with it. All right. So that's that. That was originally a platform. For, yeah, so actually, yes, it is part of Amazon, but um, that was a problem. That was a platform for doing this digital distribution of mainline or comics for comics publishers. So the and I guess the thing is, is that we're talking about this, the distribution, you know, you're talking you're asking the Renaissance and everything like that. Well, the big problem is that there were other publishers which really are more producers, you know, like IDW uh, Dark Horse. Um Dark Horse uh is kind of famous for doing all the Star Wars comics before Disney. Oh dude, Dark Horse is fucking Roy badass.
0: Marvel. They also did the Alien vs. Predator, the alien both Aliens Predator and the Alien vs. <laughs> Predator universe, correct?
2: Yes. Uh, you know, the Terminator, you know, like again, a lot of a lot of really they got a lot of properties out of the hokey status into actual like, you know, like you know you can say like star wars the throne novels and everything like that but those star Wars, those dark horse star wars comics basically gave every interesting element that they cribbed out when for disney cribbed out for the new the, the new movies because they basically said hey we're gonna throw out all this stuff oh by the way those are really cool ideas were mine now yeah but, um no, so what? What's what the what the big thing with Diamond is though is that if Diamond basically says, "Uh, too bad we don't, we're not going to pay you," or if, yeah, it's it's been real, folks. Is that basically IDW and Dark Horse might be done, like, and you know, like we talk about this because, rena- like, I don't know if you guys remember the big web comics boom. Yeah, Sha-
0: Shauna's still, I believe she's still, uh, like webtoons.
2: Well, no, I mean, just web comics in general, like, you know, like that all yeah. independent, yes. that, that you know, Scott, uh, Scott, oh, freaking what? I
0: like One Punch Man was a webcomic. And so yeah. it was like Mob, uh, Mob Cycle 100. That was you a webcomic,
2: like, you know, and again, like not the same, but you know, like Penny Arcade, Scott, you know, with the, you know, uh, Gabe and Tycho, Scott Kurtz, um, Christopher Straub, that, that crew, like, you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of the independent publishing because that's the thing, too, is that, like, it's a matter of scale I guess because if you're not doing physical distribution you can make a living for yourself without having a lot of the overhead that you know like is necessary for a big comics company but if you want to do paper comics it's kind of a I think maybe like,
0: this is just the death of paper comics and maybe well, this, this is, was inevitable
2: this is the de- I, I effectively this is the de- this is the death of the Kevin Smith what was what, what the hell was that show that he had on? Um, Comic Book Man. Comic Book Man, yeah, but I mean, like that kind of store, like that, that might be done, like that, 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 that community space. So I mean,
1: and I live in my own soapbox, so I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but I mean, I remember growing up and. You'd have across the street from each other, one guy was selling baseball cards and another guy was selling video games or renting them or whatever. Mm -hmm. I remember these industries, right? These tangible physical industries. And uh, they all closed up. Yep. You know, they, you don't, you don't like, see them anymore. It's like,
2: it's like video rental places, right? If,
1: if you want to get, yeah, if you want to get cards, you just hope the cards that you're looking for happen to be sold in one of the few department stores that are still open now, physical or, department stores, or, or you, you go to, go you go to, mind to games. specialty. Yeah. Yeah. you Yeah. You can go pop, to a specialty pop, pop, pop store, to local game store if somehow they're still alive, which I mean, you talk about mind games um, in Oneida, New York. Um, I, I, I honestly don't. I don't know. I mean, I would really like I would really like to sit down with the guy that runs that business and find out how he stayed alive um after he, all of these I years. would
0: guess, if I had to guess, if it was through legal means, which I assume it would be, um it's got to be difficult, but I would imagine a lot of tabletop gaming like like Warhammer well, he, and Dungeons and Dragons and things like that. He
1: doesn't, I, I'm, he, I'm with he, you, but how many can you sell per day? Well,
2: no, no, no. So see, and this is the thing is that he diversified a lot and he owns his he owns his retail space.
0: Oh, that's, I mean, that's helpful.
2: Because that, yeah, like he, he, he spent a lot of time, like he, he's been in a couple different locations in a night, like, but yeah, he worked up to the place that he's in now and he bought that place outright. I mean, you know, if you're going to be, you're going to be in a volatile business like that, but yeah, cause like he does, he does use, he does uh video games, uh, Collectible card games, board games, uh,
0: retro gaming and, is very popular right now. Yeah. And if he has if he has old consoles that are functioning, you know, I'm sure well, they bring them such a, a good price.
2: Well, that and like he kind of like he I got he got this, really this. good at side hustling because one yeah. of the things too is that he he's kind of like a front end for a whole bunch of electronic repair stuff.
0: Gotcha.
1: So, see what the games? I don't see, especially the retro stuff. Um, I don't see a lot of money and I know there's, there's stores that do it, but to me, that's just to bring you in because like, if, first of all, like you, you sell them your old games, right? So they give you a couple of bucks for it and then they have to, they have to hold up the shelf space for that and then they sell it back. And of course they sell it back at a profit. But a lot of the times, unless it's a rare game, a lot of the times, like they're buying it from you for, for just a few dollars. And then selling it for maybe like seven or eight bucks. You know what I mean? And unless you're turning that over on mass, it's hard to pay the the electric bill with that well, amount of money,
2: you know and and again, it's he he has a well, he has a whole like series of businesses that he runs through there too. Um, and you know the i like I don't know if you I, we I, we've talked about this before, like, not so much on the magic front but like on the like the collector card side yeah like sports cards when you're getting into things where like it's like 500 600 dollars just to even get into a box never never mind like singles and stuff like that and especially if you know like you may you may have a gla- like cuz i i know um oh, what the fuck what the frick is it uh I'm trying to think of the youtube channel i, I, there's a, there's I would I would,
1: I would be willing to bet. I'm actually looking at their eBay store right now. I would be willing to bet that that, that it's, eBay's actually what's keeping the lights on there, because yes. I'm looking at some of these items, and uh, there's a box. It's labeled as um, Yu-Gi-Oh! High Speed Riders First Edition, and it's listed on eBay for a thousand dollars. So. And that- yeah, I I don't care how many freaking Atari games you buy back, no, you're no, no, not that, that, gonna make a thousand dollars in a month in Oneida, New York. Yep. Um, um. However, you know this uh this thousand dollar Yu-Gi-Oh box, maybe. Now that said, um, you know I don't know if some of this stuff goes up for bid and people get into bidding wars. This one is listed outright, so there is no, um, there is no option to uh to bid you can make an offer on it but it's not it's not up for bid that would be my guess is and but to me though that's kind of that's kind of spelling the fate for the other tangible (laughs) industries right you have to find some way like that to stay in business and you're going to go the way of the the baseball card store you know if you're lucky target will carry your stuff (laughs) once they all close down it's sad. I don't. I don't mean to minimize it to that. I obviously am not emotionally I mean, invested like yeah. Most I
2: think I respect books. that's your thank, opinion. Thank, uh, but, thank, thank, yeah, thank thank you for thank you for shitting on the thing the thing. That
0: I, like. <laughs> I mean, I respect <laughs> that's your opinion, Trace. But I mean, throughout human history, people there have been collectors of things. People mm-hmm. collect stuff, mostly do based on nostalgia and things like that. But I mean, everyone, maybe not everyone, but. I just I don't foresee collections just disappearing. You know what I mean? Like maybe there's less, maybe there's few, maybe it's tougher to get.
2: It might be but. difficult to add things to them very soon. But
0: yeah. But I, I just because oh, I'm, I'm so it's here. interesting
1: that you say that because there's actually a really, really, really dumb app um that that's 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 geared around this concept, right? And you can bid, you can trade, and it's. I find it to be the dumbest thing. Um, maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe it's. Maybe it's the coolest thing. It's called Quid. Have you guys heard of Quid? No. Um, you got you got to look it up. But um, it, Quid calls itself the future of collecting is digital.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> now, God,
1: I have a serious problem with this concept, right? Because it's digital, right? So you just need a copy. It's, it's silly. However, um, my son uses quid and he's been using it for some time now. And, uh, they'll have like a 3d model of something on there. And some of the items are more rare. So it's, you have to trade. Um, it's got its own currency. You can actually, um, you know, it's, you could almost call it like a Bitcoin, right? Because you can put real money into the game to get some of the quid currency. um, And then that currency is kind of what drives the, uh, the purchases and the trades. But uh, my son, like he is perfectly fine sitting there and trading back and forth. And in some cases it's not even like a 3d model of something that you can like zoom in on. It's like a sticker. Like, He'll be so excited that he gets some sticker because it's marked as rare inside this Quid app.
2: I, I, I just, I, you are you are monitoring this right because this this does seem like uh, training wheels to eventual gotcha game gambling obsession chasing. Right. Hey,
1: my three-year-old opened porn today, so quid's the least of my worries.
2: No, I mean, like, that's perfectly natural. And
1: the best part is, is that when he was questioned by his mother, he said, she says, what do you have on your phone? And he said, pretty girls.
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I can't believe it.
2: Like, how did you know that?
1: Oh, man.
2: Is that a late answer or a Connie answer?
1: Oh, That's a good question. I don't know. Um, <laughs>
2: right. would, would that would that have been the answer that you dropped at that age?
1: Um it probably would have been more of a of a light thing to do. But uh you know with with Connie being the youngest of of, of us three and me having three children myself, um you know the youngest the youngest kind of ends up falling into this unsupervised territory, which is so screwed up. Um the one that needs it, the one that needs it the most. It's, but probably <laughs> probably but what happens is um what happened was, like with the first child you're afraid that like like dust makes it inside his body and he dies right yes. the second child you kind of figure out that like you can let him cry for a little bit and uh and when they fall down you know usually they're okay and they get back up but then with the third child you're just like you know what by now the older ones should just be making sure you don't kill yourself they're like, they're,
2: re- they're really just, not,
1: they're really yeah. spare parts. Yeah, it, it, and by then you you're invested like you're invested like 5 you yeah, know, 10 years into this whole thing and you're like, "No. Today's the day. Today's the day that I share memes about the Tiger King all over Facebook. It is not the day that I micromanage what my 3-year-old is doing. And uh and then he he comes over with porn and it, it ruins your day. You're like, "Now I have to now I have to temporarily stop sharing memes about the Tiger King and I have to I have to get back into this role of parenting, which I'm actually supposed to be doing. Um, but yeah, so quid, uh, quid kind of embraces that idea that you can still collect and trade. I don't, it, it doesn't make sense in my mind though. I'm kind of with, with, uh, I don't know if you guys made that opinion, but I, I at least feel that if you're making an argument for the collection of tangible magazines, then then you don't think that it can be replaced inside an app with a digital version of it.
2: because um, well, the the other thing the other thing with collecting. So there's like there's the like I have to have I'm trying to find this thing of completeness, and you know, and you have like the token stuff. But it's also weird because there's a lot of. Because even the collect, you, you go back to the collectible card thing. Because really, what's happened is that like these have become finance vehicles the last couple years, and you know, like the last decade or so. You know, what do you mean you remember,
1: by finance vehicles?
2: So you remember when they were having all those crazy auctions for like cars at Barrett Jackson? So it's like here, there's like a six, there's a numbers matching something charger that's worth. Two million dollars or something like that, and you like it. Just like the car; these cars were like old. These old cars were having crazy sale prices. And if you you're look, talking actually, about like
1: I, 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 you're losing me. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this you is keep going, but you're this is, re- this
2: is related. So what what happens is that because people, you know, certain parties accumulate so much money there's taxation based on like capital gains, that kind of stuff. And what they, what they do is that effectively they use these collector goods to hide money, to convert it into a non-taxed asset class. So, you know, like when you see like the number, like, you know, like you have a super rare comic book that's worth like $200,000, like Superman number first, you know, the first appearance of Superman, the first appearance, of Spider-Man, stuff like that. I mean it's valuable because, one, they didn't – there's not a lot of them around, but it's – two, it's like the value got puffed up because people were using it to basically hide money in a non um, – oh, what, uh, what is it? A non uh, – Okay, memory.
1: okay, okay. So so collection as tax evasion. Gotcha. But that's not the masses.
2: Well, no, because like, but the, but the thing is, but you know, like again, like because the masses don't collect things that are actually worth money. You know, Like your pop collection is never going to be, your pop collection is never going to get you out of co- get you know like pay for your kids' college fund or more likely because, buy you a boat.
1: Because then, in that case, you're saying that collection is just tax evasion, and we drive demand for collection by other people by the perceived value of those who are trying to evade taxes. Therefore, collection is just a made up um garbage idea whereas I think it's a little bit more fundamental right I don't I don't think it's just smoke and mirrors about value I feel like like instinctively we have this we have this drive to just like hoard stuff right mm-hmm. whether it's food um or whether it's you know if it's something to trade and I think it goes back to like this uh this kind of tribal instinct that we have and we perceive our own value as what we've collected because we can either use it for 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 a long time to stay alive or we can we can trade it with others which will in turn um be allowed to keep us alive i feel like collection is this strange way to satisfy us when we have enough loaves of bread like that's how, that's kind of how I
2: perceive that. I feel actually, like a that side effect
1: of us already having everything. That, that we is, need.
2: that is, that is actually, that is that you are not the first person to have that thought. There's a lot of sound argument to it because what do they call it? They call it an atavistic behavior. So basically our brain is hardwired to interact with the environment in certain ways. And if it doesn't have a way to do it in a, or how do you put it? Like if it can't express that behavior in its original intended way, it will come out in other places. So getting cat figurines versus like, okay, did I find enough? Did, did, did I find enough non dead, you know, non Killy mushrooms this morning or something like that. You know, it's the reward circuits in your brain need that stimuli.
1: So I also gonna feel find that, it. Wherever gonna get. Um, and sorry. I didn't mean to talk over you there. I also feel that we have this, um, we have this for some reason, we have this tendency to self-label and i think it's it's it really comes down to identity right because there's so many people and we want to be perceived as ourselves whether or not that is somebody different than someone else we still want to be perceived as ourselves we want to perceive ourselves as ourselves but in order to do that you kind of have to pick something right and i remember this very specifically in school um and which kind of brings up the topic that people say, "Oh, you know, this work is just like high school," and I, I, I kind of have this this theory that, that 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 life is high school, like it always will be a high school, and high school actually is like, it's like one of the first, like, the first social preparations for how we're going to continue life, but um, you
2: know, like, like
1: you'll find What's that college. Um,
2: first step into the inevitable debt trap that your rest of your life will consist of
1: college is just a place to uh to to figure out um sex experiments no i don't know (laughs) i don't know but um i I think think college college is an extension of high school as well i I think in a lot of ways it is college is
2: the first time that you've effectively realized that you have to pay for sex whether it's directly or indirectly
1: um, like so So like when it comes to identity, right? Like if you look at one of the, one of the most popular things people like to do in games is they like to change their skin, right? They want to look different. They want to change their Mm -hmm. skin, but back to the whole collecting thing, right? Collecting is an interesting thing because you you go to somebody's house and they'll have like all of this snow white stuff, right? Or they'll be just obsessed with penguins or everything will be cows or, Hey, it's gotta be cats. I feel like there's almost this like this like strange cultural rite of passage, where it's like, well, you're the cow person. You seem to keep collecting cow stuff, so for Christmas, I'm gonna buy you anything that's got a cow on it. And you're going to keep buying stuff that has a cow on it because that's you. That's your identity. And you're okay living with that I- identity. It's it's much easier for everyone else to live with that identity. And I feel like collection, in some ways, is really just to feed identity. I, I feel like it has that purpose as well.
0: I kind of, uh, I think that's an interesting theory. And I'm sure there's some truth to it. Yep. But I also think that Collecting has a lot to do with nostalgia. Um, you know, it's it's kind of reminders of the past, artifacts, if you will, from the past. That kind of maybe it brings you back to something. Maybe you were really into cars, so you collect cars. Maybe you, you know, were into a certain you know comic book, and and that's what you collect. But I, I think that I mean the the, I, novel, the nostalgia you. could be a part of it as well. I
1: agree. Nostalgia is super super strong. Um, but like one way where I would say like like a, a collection which kind of completely like breaks the nostalgia thing is like look at somebody like Jay Leno right yeah he couldn't possibly have ha, be nostalgic about all those cars that he's collecting
2: well, right actually, yes actually, it, technically yes he is but um
1: no he's not because he's he
2: nostalgic about several about it. About
0: it. yeah nobody grew there are certain collections that are as Yeah, no, but there are, you have to admit that there are some that he has said, like, I'm very nostalgic about this car because I used to own this car or, no, know,
2: but, you know, like he talks about that too, is that a lot of, a lot of the really old ones in his collection were ones that he read about when he was a kid and just got super excited about. Okay, fair. But he's also got a lot of them
1: that are simply just the rarest and most expensive cars. <laughs> so they were cool. Sure. He's got yeah. the largest car collection. At some point, right. At some point he's collecting cars simply because he collects cars. Well, cause you know, and it's again, no longer like, because more- of nostalgia, you know what I mean? It's no longer because of any personal attachment. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the car guy. I'm going to need one of those. I'm going to need one of those. Well,
2: yeah, but I mean, you know, and you can, you can say that like, you know, express like, he also kind of has the the name like the Captain Nemo outlier thing going for him, because most car guys are not as nuts as him. Like he's his thing was that he's not a gearhead. Like he can't fix a car, but he's very committed to the idea of just having this thing. Like because you know they they, they talk interesting about
1: you it. say that too because it's it's not really socially acceptable normally. Like usually you have to be a gearhead too.
2: Yep i mean you know like he he can do some stuff but he's he's not like he he has a crew that he hired specific like he's kind of like gotten out like you know and it's like it's kind of this because california is this weird mix of like hot rod guys and aerospace engineers and everything you know because that that west coast has always been like that um but one of the things that he taught you like if you watch the jay leno's garage on uh youtube but like they have invented tools just specifically to work on these things. Like there's, there's vehicles that just didn't exist like in a sure. functional state. Like they had some parts of it, but like they went the, like between just doing all the historical research to find parts. For, like it, it's effectively, it's like if you had like a Smithsonian institution, but it was just owned by a dude. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. It's like the, what is it? Um, Maybe Jay Leno's, Jay Leno's auto collection is effectively like if the Smithsonian was owned by Warren Buffett, like that was just his house he lived in. And you know, it's like, oh, you know, you can come by and see it. It's just like, yeah, that's my place. What you doing, guys?
1: But there's this other, there's this other leg of collecting. And this one I find to be, um, I feel like it's, it's rooted closer to the, like the food you know, and the material collecting where you can trade is, is the modern day utilitarian, just collecting as a utility. Um, like I watch like YouTube videos and I'm sure you guys watch some of these too. Um, and I think there's a guy, I think I, I might have his name wrong, but I think he's the lazy game reviewer. I think is his name
0: or lazy something. Along those or? Lines. No, I don't I, know. I, I might I, have LGR LPR I, I is, your-
1: is his channel. I don't, I might have the name wrong. Um, but LGR? The, lazy yeah. game reviewer? yeah, yeah, okay. lazy game reviewer, yeah. Some of the content that he has is great,
0: and he wouldn't really oh, be. Oh, yeah, able I to know this guy, that. I'm actually subscribed to this guy,
1: <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. fantastic. And and but he wouldn't be able to do these things if he didn't have his crazy he, retro PC collection, right? Right, right, right. So, so in that case, it's more of a utility because he. It, it's almost like you said like it's the smithsonian some of these people i've noticed on youtube are they're almost like it's like you can't find any of these these old websites or brochures for these products anymore some of the best content for the history of some of these products is people that just are are, are putting that on uh, uh you know putting the production of them up on youtube so i that type of collecting i find the most It's what I probably respect the most because I feel like there is actually a purpose. It's not just because I want to be perceived as the person who collects. And it's not just because of a selfish need to collect. It's kind of this like this perfect harmony where the world has a demand for this information and I'm going to help facilitate that. And I think Jay Leno, I think in a lot of ways when you talk about him building his own parts, I think in a lot of ways he is doing that at public service. Yeah. Because some of these cars don't exist anymore. And he's got the last one. And he's kind of doing the public service. Now since he's a celebrity and he's super, super rich, he doesn't need the YouTube money. So if you do the Jay's garage or whatever, um it's it's not, you know, it's it's not built in the same you know, person to person level is LGR, where you feel like you you feel like you're talking directly to the host, and and he knows the, the very very small details of how everything was put together, the purpose of it, and those things. But you know, maybe Jay Leno falls more into like a public service in that case,
2: well, because because I mean, like you you look at the comparison, like um, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of kind of like guy celebrities who have quote-unquote car collection shops um i mean like you know tim allen kind of does his thing but t- you know tim's like i paid somebody to build this for me or like goldberg uh or bill goldberg kind of does that same thing too but jay's kind of different because jay's whole thing is that he built that collection but he also basically he i he His big thing wasn't even so much building a collection; it was building like a group and like a a series of tools to facilitate the existence of it. You know, like it's not like it's not like it's not like he went out and bought a car. It's more like he 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 effectively built a high level like postgraduate education system. Yeah to to facilitate this kind of stuff because yeah it's like they basic it's like okay we have to reverse engineer the steam engine that was built at the turn of the century that no one has full engineering schematics for but like we can look we can look at like s- what was left of the mechanism and figure out like what the dimensions are what the alloys were made oh and we don't actually have machine tools to make this so i guess we're gonna have to invent a 3d printer to actually go and fucking manufacture this replacement port or like repair the one that we already have in existence you know like there's like it's one thing it's like one thing to pay for a spare wheel it's another to basically say like okay i guess i have to invent a manufacturing process to refacilitate the manu- like the, the making of this thing now in to bring time.
1: this now to bring this full circle back onto the comics right yep um is there a chance that if the distribution of the comics goes under that we're going to see a decline in the new numbers of comics and if that's true i mean it feels i feel like a good portion of the movies and tv shows that have been popular in the last 10 years have been directly influenced by mm-hmm. the comic book industry i mean is that kind of where is that kind of where you're anticipating is that it's actually going to have this Uh, butterfly effect that's much larger than the physical distribution itself
2: well because because what what like one of the things that was getting talked about before was that marvel marvel's been doing awful in the print on the print side of things like in disney um disney over so yeah basically you have the the two big ones the parent companies never mind like never mind the whole financial shitstorm that we're in right now AT&T and Disney took out way too much debt to become the companies that they are right now. And they've been like cutting, they've been like cutting headcount, cutting costs everywhere they can because they need to keep their cash flow at a certain rate so that they can service the debt that they took out to build this huge, like vertically integrated company that. Yeah. But Marvel
0: comics over the past several months has made some, Poor business decisions as far as what they're choosing for flagship. They're unfortunately, listen, the the, people that buy comics are males between the age, typically, the largest demographic are males between the ages of like 28 and 40. And they have tried to, well, the new titles that they are flat, that they are choosing for flagships are definitely geared towards the younger kind of generation. And I understand to try to get them interested. But none of the people that actually want to buy comics or are willing to, you know, separate from their disposable income, are buying these comics because they're just not aimed towards or 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 something that really interests any of these people that actually have the money to buy comics.
2: Well, um, so and, and this gets this gets interesting too because one of the biggest problems with the comic book industry as a whole right now is that is exactly what you said which is that um it has been pitched for the longest time at this one target demographic and there's other people who read them you know there's other people who consume it but the idea is that effectively the people who kind of make the 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 editorial decisions have been aiming stuff at this at that exactly at that that demo that you're talking about it's actually it's the long term legacy of like all the ba- you know, and I, I know that I know that I don't know if he listens to this com- this 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 podcast regularly either. A cer- a, a, cer- a certain six foot Asian friend of ours was a very big fan of what I consider was a lot of the self indulgent terrible stuff that came out of comics in the nineties. Sure. And these guys effectively became the movers and shakers in the industry right now.
0: Yeah, but I don't and, know. Like Gunner, so, let's just talk about the New Mutants. Let's just let's not dance around it. Or is what? it the New Mutants that came out? With no, like no, no, Space no, no. and it's, Snowflake and no,
2: no. That was that was um. Oh freaking the. It's not the New Mutants. It's I'm trying to think what the heck name were... of. The the, the the super the the team there because like they've they've used them they've used them for a couple different things um and it's funny because it's all it's always them um because that they were they were the ones that kicked off civil war and eventually captain America um, becoming a space Nazi it, and all that stuff
1: is it new warriors the new they warriors, the yes. warriors. Like, I just googled snowflake
0: <laughs> yeah space and snowflake yeah. and honestly listen. I get what you're doing. That as a businessman is not what I put it's not what I what I put a focus on and showcase.
2: Well, because the other the other thing is is that the problem is unfortunately, if you have to make a living in as a writer, you can't work in comics anymore. It's people who it's people who don't actually have skin in the game, as it were. It's people who come from um, like that particular the the particular author who did the safe safe space and snowflake is like basically a trust fund kid. Yeah,
0: and he's he's
2: being he's being a troll. Yeah, and he was the only one who was willing to come to work for Marvel. For the money that they were willing to pay, because he got to have he, it, it's it's a fun adventure, and at the end of the day, we, we can talk about it being a creative effort and everything like that. But you got to fucking write something that actually people want to buy, right? And you got to be able to sell something. And you know, like Stan, you know, like Stan Lee and Jack Kirby aside, it, it, it's like, you know, like comics has always been kind of like a very challenging industry to make a living in, um. But you like you can do it. And the thing is, is that it's comics is predominantly dominated by people who don't actually have to produce work to survive. And that's where here we are now. So it's like you have IDW and Dark Horse who, uh, aside from a few original works, they survive off of licensing, like licensed work. So like basically it's like IDW is like um, all the Hasbro comics. So like Gem.
0: Dude, I, just home, thought about, I just thought about something. HBO. Dark Horse had a lot of Fox properties, right? Hey, what? Dark Horse used to have a lot of Fox yeah, properties. So, and, that, and what the, and happened that, to that merger then?
2: No, that those all got yanked. Oh, dark, dark, dark horse, dark horse, basically lost everything. And what, what, what is
0: those were really good comics?
2: Yes, no, and like if you want to talk about collection, you might want to pick those up now because dark horse can't republish them either.
0: Holy shit! Wow, hear hear that, listeners? A little trader, insider trading. Go
1: buy those. I don't even know which. Any of, the,
0: uh, any of the first run Like uh, Colonial Marines Aliens, Predator Aliens versus Predator They did some crossovers where it was like Batman versus Alien Batman
2: versus, Batman
0: versus Alien is pretty rad Batman versus yeah. Predator
2: was pretty rad as well But yeah. you know
0: that, that, that's fanboy stuff But
2: no but it's like So What's gonna end up What's probably like this may actually Be the end Of Big publishing in general dc dc supposedly was going to go digital distribution direct uh starting this starting in april uh they kind of hem and haw about it marvel's dead set that they're still going to physically publish although i don't know who they're going to freaking actually you know who are they going to send product to
0: yeah i think think after a few months that'll that tune will change
2: well but it's also like the thing is is that like the, the the issue, the, the other issue is that with physical distribution, you could bullshit your numbers. It's like it's like like when the automakers were like making cars that nobody was buying, but they were forcing the dealers to take them. Right. So they could say that their numbers were up when it's. How many downloads do I have of this file? How many downloads do I have of this file associated with an actual direct information?
0: It's right there in front of you. Yes. You You know what's being sold and what's not being sold.
2: The sales numbers are going to be so fucking catastrophic. Never mind because people don't have the disposable income.
0: Uh, Honestly, I've got a solution already. Roll your Marvel subscription, your online subscriptions into Disney Plus to get more people to subscribe to your service and make up the difference there. I was
1: actually thinking uh, almost an identical idea. Yes, um, oh. is uh, is Apple News Plus, which is got a terrible title, but the idea of it is that you would have subscriptions to some big name magazines that well, are that, struggling to stay in print. Well,
2: um, here's here's the other thing: is that oh, what's what are the odds that uh, Disney Plus becomes Apple Plus? Anyways, because Apple's company. I've
1: really been hoping. Yeah, I really hope I, I'll probably get it because there's stuff on both. Um, networks that I'm interested in, but neither of them have enough for me to take the plunge.
0: The only reason I really have Disney Plus is because uh, it came with my Verizon Frios script subscription for yeah. free for a year. Mm-hmm. For a year, yeah. But honestly, I will say I never open the, the app, I never watch anything on there. But when The Mandalorian season two comes on, best believe yep. I'll watch it and I mm-hmm. will, I will sign back up for it because it's, it's, I really like that series. You know, are,
2: you, are you sure that's the way? Speaking of series that just landed,
0: uh, Westworld season three is out. Didn't want to see it too.
1: They're on their third week. It is just as boring <laughs> as season two.
0: <laughs> I, I literally <laughs> watched the first episode of season two. I was like, yep, I'm done.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm season, doing this shit
0: again. Like season, season three gets
1: even crazier. Like get like get like an obscure spy movie. And then combine with that with all the weirdness that was happening in season two, and it's yeah, it's getting strange. Um, what I don't like is that they they seemed to um, intentionally confuse the timeline, which I get is kind of like a strategy. They did it in season one too, though. Yeah, as, they, as well, they though. did. Yeah, and it's like it's like no, now you're just confusing me. I was kind of following this character, but I don't know which version of this character I'm watching right now. I don't know when this happened. I think I I need to take a nap and then wake up and then watch it again.
2: If, If you really wanted to get into brass tacks, I think that what season three really should have focused on was humans outside the park are just as trapped as the host are inside. You know, like if you wanted that juxtaposition, like that would have been a really good narrative thread. So that's
1: that's where that's where they've gotten with season three. Spoiler alert. That's where they've gotten with season three. And the main character in it, the the new character is actually the character that plays Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad. (laughs) So it's kind of cool to see him in another acting role. Um, He's still kind of a little bitch. Which I, I was hoping that they would make his character a little bit stronger and not, you know, kind of play the victim card like he did in Breaking Bad. Um, but uh, uh, another show they just that just dropped its third season is Ozark. I don't know if you guys did that.
0: I didn't watch the first. I've watched an episode of
1: it. You didn't. You, know, you didn't watch the first season.
0: I, no. I've not. I've not watched any of it. Gotcha.
1: Um, so you know we're kind of seeing that final wave <laughs> of the productions that were happening during the winter that got far enough to release their seasons. Um, and somehow I haven't watched it this week yet, but uh, somehow John Oliver was managed to crank out another episode.
0: Um, last I did. Night. I did watch uh, like
1: the, the first highlights.
0: seven or eight minutes of his of his like web show. I think it was like a only like a twenty one minute like little episode he did.
1: Yeah, because do you watch them on YouTube?
0: I watch this one on YouTube, yeah.
1: Yeah, YouTube wants me to watch it, but we do We do HBO. We have a stolen login, and we use that, and nice. it works very well. Um, speaking of current events, Gunnar, I know we're getting short on time here. We have a couple minutes left. Um, what were you saying about Yellowstone Park?
2: So there was a 6.7 earthquake in Idaho today. Like they could, they they felt it all the way out to actually Washington State, but holy start, fuck! Yeah, so they, like remember that remember that big shaker we had out here? That was only like a four. Mm-hmm. Actually, so let's go as I'm trying to find as I'm trying to find the one because there was a
1: and the Richter scale is exponential, right?
2: Yes, but there was a five point seven one last last week in Utah. Mm-hmm. and there's this whole fault line that's kind of like radiating out from the the area the area of Yellowstone like they they hadn't they hadn't found it previously but yes they find like there's a fault line leading all the way from there out to Idaho which is a pretty good distance away
1: now you what know? happens to the united states when that volcano well actually the the whole the, whole the
2: whole northeastern and west the northeast what is it the uh the, the northwestern and southwestern hemisphere are are kind of are kind of um basically everything from california up to the Mississippi is blasted like mount saint helen's kind of stuff and then you know there's the whole nuclear winter fun fun time like the year what are they called the year with there was a i think what i'm not sure if it was Krakatoa or what the year without summer mm-hmm one of those indonesian you know, like, they, 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 it's like victorian times they, they it was recorded but um
1: now what are what are scientists saying about this seismic event is it saying that you know now we know within the next hundred years or is it like or are they afraid that it's going to happen more rap you know more rapid succession and i mean i mean
2: I'm I I should I should engage I, I should couch this because I'm not there's not like a declaration oh fuck Yellowstone is going but yes is that they've suddenly this this whole fault line that hadn't previously been found they're they're like they're they're tracking it now but yes is that if it, I had to guess goes.
0: they'd say that's great it starts with an earthquake birds and snakes an airplane and Lenny Bruce is not afraid.
2: Yes <laughs> <laughs>
1: But I mean, if you think about it, like we have quite a bit of things going on at once.
2: <laughs> well, well the, the right. Facebook, Facebook post, you know, it's, I'm just glad that this virus thing is open. Shot cut to April. Ship from V. It, the visitors show up from V. But um, because we we have we have two asteroids like clipping through the Earth's atmosphere this this uh, this this month as well.
1: Yeah, I feel like I feel like everything is coming to a head and something is going to give maybe that something is going to be Yellowstone.
0: I fucking hope not.
1: Well, we're at a, we're at a pretty much exactly an hour. Um,
0: you know,
2: but I, You know, and again, it's, it's, we, 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 we have a lot of panic now. So, so uh, everyone, uh, smoke them if you got them.
0: Yeah. True.
1: <laughs> true, true. Double true. Man, somehow we avoided talking about, um, COVID. pandemic this episode
0: i'm kind of glad yeah no, unless unless,
2: unless unless it's some elaborate scheme by aliens to introduce some gene with exposure to with exposure to cosmic rays from the asteroid no it's, cl- it's cl- we become celestials
0: it's clearly a uh liberal uh creation well, in order to try and damage the uh approval and- rating of trump well, no, actually, yeah.
2: order, yeah, what happened is steal, in order to steal a whole bunch of personal protective equipment,
1: it actually was. It actually, gov- Governor Cuomo created the virus so that he would be the surprise Democratic election to the presidency.
0: No, I'm not fucking. I, I, let's not, no, let's not even delve into it. Let's save that for for next week. I, I, <laughs> I don't want to delve into the conspiracy theory, fucking no, rabble. I, I don't even want to do this conspiracy theory. I think. That <laughs>
2: there we go. I think that he's the he's the guy that actually drops before the election, before Biden or Trump, because he's the only one that's doing actual any work. His it's his true. brothers his and brothers got stre- it. Yes, but you know, I, I'm not I'm not even saying from the disease. I'm just saying from the stress because mm-hmm. you can you can you. I mean, like you know, he's not a young guy but you can see it in his face already that it's kicking it's it's kicking his ass oh wow,
0: dude it's it's pretty fucking bad down there it's,
2: no it is really bad but like
0: uh, he's older than i
1: am and he's still keeping his composure with all of this yes i, no, I don't but, know how he does <laughs> like i don't know how he keeps his composure with all you know, of the like, reporters and
2: you know like that what is it because they talk about like how being president like if you're actually really president being president ages you Mm-hmm. Like at two to three times, the, like is like Barack was old when he got out. Mm-hmm. Like You know, like he was yeah. going, he was going solid. You know, like every one of them, even no matter how jovial, like even George, like George W. Like he just even with even with Lord Palpatine himself, Dick Cheney, kind of running running point for him.
0: Well, you know what, color doesn't bleed, apparently. Cheeto
2: <laughs> Cheeto. <laughs> Cheeto. orange well it's because of all those food preservatives in his bl- it's all that, the, that, that McDonald's preservative in his blood that's true he's 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 a follower of nurgle so you know you, you, can't, <laughs> coru-
0: you can't corrupt with the, that which is already rotten that's correct the, from the chaos <laughs> yeah <laughs> from the chaos he weaves he weaves his fate all right well we have definitely gone over an hour at this point and uh I gotta get to bed and go to work because uh I am considered an essential employee. But uh, with that, thank you everybody for listening and uh, we'll catch you later.